Hey, what's up? My name is DeAndre Kiera, and you are tuned in to an all-new episode of Just Let It Go podcast starring the queen, me, and all of you that are my favorite listeners. So thank you guys for tapping in once again. Um, today is day 19 of the Glow Up Challenge. Well, we, y'all be listening to this on day 19 of the Glow Up Challenge. And the Glow Up Challenge, what is it? We are working on ourselves this month so that, you know, we can experience a new realm, a new feeling, um, new energy, start better habits to bring forth. Um, first things first is we won't be indulging in social media within the first hour that we're waking up. We're going to try to move our bodies three to four times a week to increase endorphins. Um, also listening to a mood setting playlist or a, uh, positive podcast, YouTube, whatever it is that will make you help you get better through the day, affirmations, all of that good stuff. We're indulging in good vibes only. Um, also we are going to be journaling and writing down how, you know, we've been feeling this month. I know tonight I'm a journal my ass off because I'm fed up. And also reading a book that challenges us. You know, if it's just simply reading and getting back into the realm of it and challenging yourself to complete it um, or reading a book that you've been putting off for some time that can help you personally um, grow and glow. Um, I'm all here for it. Also, keep in mind, every Sunday in October, we are going live on the Just Let It Go page. I usually announce the time. It's been 8 o'clock um, so far, so hopefully we can keep those vibes going. Thanks to everybody that joined those lives. Um, join. It. Don't be too shy. Come on. Chat with us. It's been a really great time, and it's a great community of people that have been uh, talking and conversing and sharing uh, resources, so... Tap in, come in, take a friend, and join the Glow Up Challenge. Also, um, one remarkable thing that has happened during this Glow Up Challenge is we will be having a monthly book book club starting November 1st. Um, The chosen book of the month, um, the Just Let It Glow book of the month is Before I Let Go by Kennedy Ryan. So we'll be reading that um, throughout the month of November. And then the first um, Sunday in December, we will meet either, I will do a Zoom um, and send and post the Zoom link and you can RSVP or I'll go live and we will discuss the book. So our book, um, our Just Let It Glow book of the month of November would be Kennedy Ryan's um, Before I Let Go. It's critically acclaimed. The girlies on TikTok love it. I'm in a lot of book groups and everybody has talked about how great this book is. And the sequel is highly anticipated. It'll be out at the top of the next year. So this will be a great time for us to read, discuss, and share our thoughts. We're going to find out if the hype is real or if it's just, you know, fake. But um, I'm excited to read it. It looks like a really good book. It's a beautiful cover by a Black woman. So um, if you want to join the Just Let It Glow book, book club or um, you want to purchase the book of the month, I will be posting it on our Twitter, on our Instagram. Um, if you are in Philadelphia and you want to shop local, local, please check out Uncle Bobby's and Harriet's. Um, also, there's links, audiobooks. Um, you can do it all. Audiobooks, Kindle, paperbacks, whatever you need to do to hear about this story, do it. You know, we're not snobs here. But let's get into the show. I'm not going to lie to you guys. The Globe Challenge has been absolutely amazing. I feel like I am becoming different. I feel like that I'm on the brink of like great things. And it's fostering great habits and it's kind of pushing me to, you know, step outside my box. But I'm going to be totally transparent. Today is not like one of those days where I feel like high spirited, super energy, maybe because my period is on. I don't know. But I'm just like tired today. Like, I don't know what it is. Like I woke up and I was fine. I got up, went to the gym. But after that, I've just been exhausted more so like not sleepy, but like just drained. Um, so I'm pushing through. I I don't feel bad or nothing emotionally. I just feel like, God damn, is it the weekend yet? You know what I mean? That's how I feel. Like, can I get the weekend back? 
you know, like work's not overwhelming. It's just, I got to It's, it's one of those things like, and I, I guess we'll talk about it later in the show where, you know, sometimes I think when I have a high social, like when my social battery is, you know, going and going and going, it's a bit much for me. Like when I can't stop, you know, like when I feel like I just am around people too long, like I just get lost in the sauce. Sorry. Some damn app on my laptop guys was just like going, trying to download while I'm in the middle of goddamn recording and talking. See, that's why I be drinking because shit is always happening. I'm being dramatic, but like it is like, why would it do that? But yeah, I'll talk about it more in a globe topic, but let's get into these topics. So I went down a rabbit hole and I started watching Basketball Wise LA. It came back starring the old bitches. And then um, Basketball Wives Orlando is back on with some new girls. And what I'm realizing is Basketball Wives LA, they're just too old to be dumb. And Basketball Wives Orlando is young enough to not give a fuck. Like, I just think the problem is with these type of shows, one, the stories run old. Nobody really wants to, at this point, dating a basketball player or an athlete is not um, as unique as people would think it is. You know, there's plenty of girls, everyday girls that have dated, slept with, messed with, had conversations with a basketball player. Every basketball player is not famous. You can literally, like, I could literally go outside and I would probably meet a success player and I wouldn't know a goddamn thing. Especially, oh my God, not not to mention if they're not even from the Philly and they're from somewhere like Ohio or some shit. Do I, Ohio have a team, uh, Eric? I don't think so. But I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't know a thing. I wouldn't know a damn thing. That's like uh, one of those things where I'm just like confused and discombobulated. But uh, I, I I think that the problem with those shows is they just won't stop. Like Evelyn, we have seen her leave, come back, leave, come back, leave, come back, leave, come back. And every time she come back, she's act like she's on some type of moral high ground and she's so spiritual and she's at peace. And you can see herself at war with her demons the entire time. Like it's so draining to watch. Like I am over it. Like I can't, I can't watch it. Um, Jackie, delusional. Jennifer, a clown. Brooke, she's cool. But I feel like you're just trying to make your place in this basketball-wise world. Like, you're trying to be a staple because they cut you short too early um, when you first stop. And then just the drama with men and the delusions of grandeur and all the random girls they bring in. And then the the nastiness. You know, I, I just watched it and I was like, damn, like, to be in your late 40s and you kind of still a mean girl, you picking apart people's looks. And one of the things I feel like this show should have shown them by now, like, cut it the fuck out. Y'all keep getting in trouble. Y'all have been canceled before because of how y'all treat other women. And it's kind of like this mean girl spirited thing is not, it's not cute. Like, my thing is, if you're going to have an issue with somebody, have real issues with people. Stop looking down at people because aesthetically they're not what you prefer to hang out with. Like, y'all miss out on good relationships, good friendships, and everything else just by by being nasty bitches. Like, cut it out. It's so annoying. It's just so annoying to watch. It's one of the most annoying shows to watch. Let's get into Basketball Wise Orlando. I really, I was like, okay, this is some realism happening on this show because everybody is connected. Everybody's dating somebody's ex. That is it. It's like a four-way love triangle thingy majig that's going down. And it's plenty of tea. And these girls actually know each other, got beef with each other about real shit. The only thing I think um, and is raw, that, that rawness that has missed from the original Basketball Wives because um, their stories are old. They're not fresh. Their relationship with these players are not fresh. Um, they're like six, seven boyfriends removed from the guys that originally gave them the fame to be on this show. Um, one of the girls, two of the girls are former basketball players, two, three girls. So it's a three-way love triangle. 
So there's this girl, Neek. Neek is a YouTuber. has a boyfriend named Dwayne. Dwayne has a baby mama named Mackenzie. Mackenzie is dating this guy named Rashad. Rashad is the baby father of this girl named Danielle. It is mind-boggling to me. And here's the thing. All three of these niggas was overlapping. And there's beef. And there's misunderstanding. And everybody's mad at everybody but the men. But yeah, so it's just a hot mess express. But these are some young girls. They're like under some of I feel like they're under 35. A lot of the girls is early 20s. I think the girl Neek is like 24 and maybe. Like so they're like ranging between like 35 and 23. Like so these are young girls making young bitch mistakes and then you have some that are a little older in their 30s that are like getting out of marriages, getting out of long-term relationships, wanting to settle down, wanting to rebuild, find themselves again. Um, And one of the things I noticed here is that getting lost in a relationship, like being so mommy, 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 I'm going to do everything for my man. We're going to ride off on the subset, you know, on the sunset and I'm going to hold him down while he chases his career. And then later, I'm going to, you know, start working on my career if I feel like it. And I'm going to just follow this man to the sunset. And we're going to live happy ever after. And it don't always work like that. And one of the things, if these shows don't show you nothing, always make sure that you are taking care of yourself. That you are getting to your own bag. That you are able to pick up where you left off. And don't get so involved with someone to the point where you lose who you are as an individual. You can feel, you can really pour into your relationship and pour into yourself simultaneously. And we are often taught that, you know, you have to do so much. You have to give more in a relationship. You you have to do this. You have to be present. You have to be sexy. You have to be there for your man. You have to be vulnerable for him. You have to provide. You have to affirm. You have to, you know, take care of the household, you know, Leave the balls empty and the stomach full. And all of that is well grand and you have to believe in their careers, but you got to believe in yourself too. Because won't nobody else believe in your shit if you don't. You can't say, I want to be a lawyer. And then what? When they get traded, you drop out of law school because they had to live in Toronto, bitch. Finish your degree. Finish your degree. If he wants you to be there, if he loves you, He's going to understand that, yes, as a basketball player who's not a fucking star, I she needs to get this degree. We need to make sure that we have money in our household, money in our family. That's how most real relationships work. Like, real relationships. I could date a lawyer, right? Like, I could date a lawyer. I could date a man that is very busy, have very long hours, and pour into him and be there for him, but also making sure that I'm doing my podcast every week, that I'm clocked in at work, I'm present at work, I'm doing my big one, that I'm doing things in business to get myself, you know, together, financially stable, that I'm loving and I'm present and I'm care for him. It's things, you could do it all. And that man should do the same for you. How often do you hear that men give up their careers to pour into their women's careers? If you can think of somebody that's not a bum and didn't take advantage of a woman, let me know. Because anybody else I think who careers is based around their woman or just from just there, they don't even have a career, they have not been the best type of guys. But women, we are supposed to be caring, supportive, and all of that, and you lose who you are. And I feel like from this show, it's just a bunch. I don't want to say bitter women. It's a bunch of scorned women. You know, people who went to bed, people who have been embarrassed by their love, been um, ostracized because of it, lost friendships, lost dreams, lost opportunities, um, lost their youth. You know, it's a lot of loss and it's a lot of grieving on, um, especially basketball-wise, Orlando. And I think one of the nastiest things that I saw in there was just someone that said that they were a friend to another girl and introduced him to someone he cheated on his wife with. 
And I saw on Instagram that the girl was like, oh, they're trying to get clout off of me. And we're happy over here. While also less than a year ago claimed that this man abused her physically. So you get what I'm saying? Like this stuff, like women have to stop being so much of a picnic. You sit in here trying to, to show off a man who not only cheated on his wife with you, got with you and beat your ass. So if he could so cavalierly whoop you, how you know he ain't do that to his wife? And how do you know that now he just loved you way more than he loved the woman that he married and had three kids with? He loved you way more, right? That's why he whooped you. But then you you say things like, oh, we learn from it. I can't learn and move forward with nobody that will bruise me, beat me up, or hurt me. Or that has a history and cheated with me on their former wife through their friend. That shit is way too much. So this show, I think it, um, Baseball Wise Orlando, it has some realism to it. Um, not, but it is some scorned, you know, things happening there. Um, and there's a lot of grief and there's a lot of loss. So, um, yeah, I'm very curious to see how things will go, um, on that show, but I'm over, I'm over Basketball Wise LA. It's just, it's, it's boring. It's lame. Speaking of TV shows, let's, let's get into this real quick. Kiki Wyatt show is a shit show. And it's a, it's a shit show in every way that Wendy Williams will love. Like, Wendy Williams would be tuned into this hot mess and she would have been talking about this shit on Monday. When I say they should have been gave Kiki Wyatt a show, I don't know why they should have, why they waited so long. Kiki Wyatt is the perfect amount of chaos and bad shit crazy, but the bitch got a good heart. She loved them kids. She be loving her man. She is, she's very transparent about all of her mistakes. You know, she's just someone who life just did not give the best deck of cards. You know, she just did not get the best hand at life. But you know, she stand in it. It's very. Um, her family, her kids are cute. The family is funny. Everybody is just just as extra as she is. Um, she's talks about like some of her hardships and things that's going on. She does have um, a child that is very uh, ill and has um, some health issues. And she had another older kid that had cancer or recovering from cancer in remission, I guess. And um, then a bunch of kids all in between about 11 or 12 kids. And, you know, they, they touch on really big topics on this show that I think, um, leave grounds for conversations in the future. Um, but I also would love to be able to see, I like to see people that were under a dog's win. And um, I think she has a beautiful voice, but I just think that she never had the right situation to really, you know, put forth in her music the way that she should. And I don't know. Hopefully she can get like a, D- a WDAS record, like a record that would be popular on the R&B stations, on the jazz stations in, in urban cities. And she can do like a little summer tour. But um, I also hope, you know, that she can get into acting or Broadway, really Broadway and plays and things like that. But, you know, mama got a lot of kids. She got a lot of goddamn kids. I ain't gonna lie. Mama got a lot of lot, lot of children. She got a whole lot of children over there. And one of the topics was her wanting, you know, she want to go to the studio. She still want to push through for her career. However, you know, she wants her children to be able to step up and help watch her child um, that is, you know, not, um, that needs like a breathing machine, um, and he has very uh, severe medical condition. And, you know, black families do that all the time. They they just be thinking, like, they got older kids. Let me go, you know, watch your brother, watch your sister. But this time, I think she does not realize how fearful her kids are with watching them because it's, it's very scary, you know. And as an older kid, you are always feel like you're responsible for your siblings. Even me, I'm 30, uh, 30 something. 
and me and my siblings were all in their 30s and I still feel responsible for my sisters. You know what I mean? Like, I still feel like that, you know, they're grown as hell. But so I can only imagine how it feels when you are being asked to watch, you know, not only a newborn and you unprepared, but like, you know, a newborn with severe health conditions um, while your mom tries to be an R&B star. And that, that also brings up the conversation that, you know, yeah, you still should chase your dreams. But you also got to be realistic about said dreams when you want to have 11, 10, 11 children now. You know, you you it's not going to be as easy. You got to work with a plan that don't include your children being um, partners for you, you know. And sometimes y'all got to stop leaving these codependent relationships where you need your man right next to you while you wipe your ass. You're going to need your man to be a parent, that's what you is married for, you know, because then nobody else in that household will lay down with you and make these kids. So, yeah. Uh, So there was a girl. Let's get into some more mess before we even go ahead. There was a girl that um, she basically. So I think it was a skit. I talked about this before. I think I talked about it on my lap. But like she. um recorded herself out on a first date with a guy and refused to get out the car because they pulled up to a cheesecake factory. And she says, oh, um, I don't do chain restaurants. I'm not going in there. Apparently, she was over an hour late for their date and he had uh, had a reservation at a um, expensive rest, like a nice, you know, steakhouse restaurant. But they lost their reservation due to the fact that she took over an hour to get dressed, so he took her to the Cheesecake Factory. My thing is, you ain't got to like the Cheesecake Factory. I love the Cheesecake Factory, right? Secondly, I hate when people say stuff without really it making sense. Stop saying y'all don't like certain things. Say you don't like the Cheesecake Factory, you think it's cheap. Don't say you don't like chain restaurants, because that's the fuck y'all do. And I said this on my live. You will go to Chima's, that's the chain. You will go to uh, Steak 48, that's a chain. You will go to McCormick and Schmitz, that's a chain. You will go to Del Frisco's, that's a chain. You will go to, you know, Roof Chris. All of these places are chain restaurants. You know what's not a chain restaurant is that mom and pop Italian place in your city that, you know, takes reservations over the phone, BYOB, food don't menu don't even have the prices on it. That's an expensive restaurant. You know, the ones that aren't commercial that you can just look up, you know, talk about that. Start saying, if y'all want to elevate your dating experiences, give a list of restaurants around your city. Say, hey, there's a new Ethiopian place I would love to check out. How How about this? And, you know, it's something to the effect of be respectful of other people's time, you know, other people's time in other people's pockets. You know, if you are looking to date a man with a certain type of money to spend, dating is expensive. So I don't even know why men date different women. Like, you just need to try to get to know this one woman at a time. But get to know people because I don't even really like people spending a lot of money on me and I don't even know if I kind of like them. Like, cause I feel like that sometimes you just get a hole in situations. They just not that great. You know, that's dangerous, especially if it's expensive for them. Me, I like Sullivan's. Me and my friend just talked about it. We don't, we worked one day. was like, yo, Sullivan's sound real good. It's a nice steakhouse in King of Prussia. We was like, let's go to Sullivan's. Wasn't no happy hour. We played full price. We got two appetizers, about two orders of drinks, side orders, steaks, and had a good time because we can afford to do that. So therefore, I want to date a man that can afford to give me the same experiences me and my friends have, right? So when y'all do that type of shit, make sure it's been places you've been to or places that are similar to the things you've been to. And based off Sister Girl Dress, it was given very much easy pickings. You look like you're very familiar with Cheesecake Factory. Cut it the fuck out. That shit irritates me so bad. And men, you know, communicate. 
give options because you can very well be like, uh, I don't like their restaurant. I do not like, it's a lot of stuff I don't like and it's a lot of shit I don't eat, you know? So I'm always give an option. Like, uh, you know, let's go to Bahama Breeze then. You know, if if you giving Bahama Breeze money, let's go to Bahama Breeze. I don't want to go to Red Lobster. Come on, let's go to the movies and let's go to Bahama Breeze. But if I'm like, if you, you know, if you someone that likes elevated experiences, you damn sure wasn't even dressed for a nice um, restaurant. She had on a little, I'm going to go to run to the mall type of dress on real easy pickings. Y'all don't even be dressed for the occasion. Cause baby, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give the girls what they want every single time. I'm gonna step every single time. I'm 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 gonna look like I belong in the place to be. You look like you had plastic flip flops on. Like let's be very fucking serious and let's stop being such assholes and talked about. I don't like franchises. Motherfuckers go to Starbucks every day. They go to Dunkin' Donuts every day. You uh, walk around, you go to Nordstrom Cafe every day. It's a Nordstrom Cafe everywhere. You go to Target, you go to Chick-fil-A. You go to Trader Joe's. You go to Whole Foods. Bitch, it's a franchise. I don't see you shopping at the Amish market. I don't see you shopping, you know, at the local wellness store where all the herbs is at. Like, be very serious. And don't be given as luxury as y'all want us to believe y'all are. But let's talk about some audacity. I'm going to start this by saying y'all need to leave uh, Holly Bailey the fuck alone. If she pregnant, she pregnant. If you think that she could have done better, then she could have done She could do better than DDG. Y'all have to realize that people have to make their mistakes in life. Everybody's life does not look the same. Everybody is not going to fit into the puzzle or the space that y'all put them in. People are not who you assume they are, especially people you do not know. You cannot assume, you know, or wish something for someone that they don't want. Y'all don't know these people, you know, like nobody knows them. And I don't feel like it's wrong for her not to speak on her pregnancy because pregnancy is fucking tough. It's hard and it's sacred and everybody doesn't need to have an opinion on it and everybody doesn't need to share in your joy. And the same way y'all all y'all wanna be all irritated irritated with her because she's not saying nothing. Remember Sierra when she was pregnant with Future, she was right in our face, big pregnant, big nose spread, acne, everything with matching dress and would not talk about that pregnancy. Would not acknowledge that pregnancy. Kylie Jenner hid in her house for like 10 months before anybody knew she was pregnant. Leave people the fuck alone. Leave them alone. Cause I best, I'm, I'm going to tell y'all right now. I ever get pregnant. Y'all just going to find out about the baby when the baby arrive. And y'all might not even get a picture. Some people just need privacy. Some people need sacred, you know, you never know what type of things that they're going to and going through. And with so much scrutiny, you don't know how that weighs on a person. And um, seeing how people talked about celebrity children, I would probably never talk to y'all about my kid. I would disappear after I had my baby and then pop right back up. You know who ain't never uh, let nobody see their kid? Carrie Washington. She ain't playing with you niggas. And because she stays so under the radar, she don't, she don't got married and talk to y'all about it. You know who else I see doing it? Issa Rae. I feel like Issa Rae probably already got like three kids and we would never know. We didn't even know that she got married or was even dating anybody. We didn't even know she was engaged. Didn't know she had a man. <laughs> then you see, watch this bitch every week on Insecure. She was doing hella interviews. Next thing we know, right after Insecure over, she come in looking beautiful in a white dress. I'm thinking it's a damn photo shoot at first because that's what she was saying. And apparently, it was her damn wedding. I promise I promise y'all now, Issa Rae got a kid. Issa Rae kid is enrolled in daycare now at this point. Y'all just need to learn how to mind your business because that's what I'm going to do, you know? So, speaking of Glamour Magazine, somebody's getting fired. So, let's read this on the bot. 
Glamour Magazine incorrectly placed a quote from their interview with Lee Ann on their interview with Holly Bailey, implying that Holly was married to DDG and expecting their first child. Um, so they mixed up a meeting, uh, an interview from one artist to a quote from one artist's interview and put it on Holly Bailey's interview. So it says, this don't even sound like what Holly Bailey would say. Being a mom, being newly married, there's the positive side of it, but also the negative. I want to show that all those things might look perfect from the exterior to that's not always the case. Why would y'all say that Holly Bailey said it? Why would y'all say that? <laughs> what? Then to say, then they said, it says, to anyone who's in any doubt that they had the power within them, know that you're wrong. You just need to find it. Take time. Yeah, what she was talking about literally had nothing to do with her being a mom or being pregnant. People are, yeah. So I fired them right now. Fired them right now. Don't even make sense. That was stupid. But yeah. That's why I said journalism is going down the tube. No one does their research anymore. No one looks up. No one double checks. No one edits. No one does anything. Even with writing and literature and reading books, there is a lost art of development and story development and editing and flow and everybody just so independent that they lost that spark of having you write the story and have someone edit it and make sure it flow and find the blind spots and the questioning of the character development. And, you know, with journalism, somebody fact checking and editing and making sure that it does not go to print on some bullshit, make sure that you're not being sued just for the sake of wanting a headline and what include um, Google ads and clickbait and everything else. Like it's just a lost art. It's a lost, lost art. But um, speaking, let's get into the next topic. So Britney Spears is, I know last week we talked about Jada Pinkett Smith coming out with a memoir. So, but also Britney Spears will be coming out one in the upcoming year and she is spilling tea. So the headline reads, Ooh, Britney Spears says she got pregnant during her relationship with Justin Timberlake. Claims they both weren't ready, so she had an abortion. Neighbors. This is from a neighborhood talk. It says, Neighbors, this tea is hot. Britney Spears is gearing up to release her much-anticipated book, Woman in May, where she will give never-before-heard details about her life in the spotlight. One bombshell that she reveals in her memoir is that during her relationship with Justin Timberlake, back in the late 90s and early 2000s, she actually got pregnant and had an abortion. You know, I don't be knowing what I can say on these things somewhere. TMZ was able to get the exclusive details from an expert of Britney's book that derailed the whirlwind of emotions she felt during her relationship with JT. Um, allegedly, Britney says she fell deeply in love with Justin and saw herself marrying him. Around late 2000, though, she found out she was pregnant. Britney did not grow up believing in emotion. So apparent. So initially, she wanted to keep the baby. After her and Justin really sat down and talked about them having the baby and becoming parents at the peak of their careers, they both ultimately decided it was best to terminate the pregnancy. The decision reportedly haunted Brittany for years, but she only discussed her emotions in private. Justin, I love Justin so much. I was ex I was excited for us to have a family together one day. This would be just much early. This would be just much earlier than I anticipated. But she says Justin felt they weren't ready because they were too young, both were around 19 at the time. I mean, I always felt like a lot of pop artists during that time had situations like that. I remember like rumors would be, I was like into like pop culture for real as a teenager. Not even just a teenager, as a teen, preteen. Um, I feel like there were a lot of artists that either, you know, probably um, experienced miscarriages, had a smorsions, you know, um, gave away kids. Like, I remember it was rumors about people and they would look dead pregnant and then like nothing would happen. Like, I don't feel like this is the, you know, I don't think it's as shocking as people. I, I would assume that like, 
I feel like there was like a point where like back in the day when I was younger, like they said Monica was pregnant way before she had her sons with Rocco. Like that she was pregnant. You know, we all know the Aaliyah looking like she's six months pregnant, but then we never saw a baby come forth. You know, like there's always something going on. And um, I feel like. Hmm. I feel like I wish that decision would have been heard solely, but I also feel like Justin Timberlake is somebody that you probably don't want to deal with for the rest of your life. And I feel like, you know, the things that we saw happen to her, you know, her not doing so well mentally, I feel like he would have exploited that and he would have been not so nice, you know, and um, God protect you from the evil. And I, I ain't saying that man evil, but I ain't saying he's not the greatest guy. Um, and I don't think that it would have fared well for her being attached to him. But some more not so nice guys. One thing about a corny N-I-G-G-A is they going to show their ass and they're going to show and prove how corny they are, especially with their when they're hanging around with their equally corny ass friend. So G Herbo, the rapper, Southside, a producer. They were on Funny Marcos. He's a comedian. They were on his podcast. During his podcast is very, you know, um, unorthodox way of interviewing. Um, he's never really disrespectful or nasty. He asks, you know, out of the box questions. There's always some type of hijinks happening on the show. Very similar to like, you know, when you watch, uh, very similar to Ellen, you know, when Ellen interviews people, she's very direct, but it's very in a funny way. And um, she always like spooks her guests out or bring a surprise or something that will make the interview like quirky. It's a very quirky way of interviewing. During this interview, they were, you know, picking on him, being very disrespectful, talking over him, calling him a nut, saying all of this type of stuff, talking about his skin. All of this other shit. And I think he, and they broke his fucking watch. His $30,000 watch, they broke it. On the show. Then G Herbo takes a cup and throws it in Funny Marco's face. Then Southside gets his ass up and got a dookie stain on his jeans. But you're picking on somebody. With a doodle stain. I didn't even mean to say that first word because I hate I hate the word dookie. Like, I hate it. But it's no other way to describe what was on his jeans. <laughs> like, it literally, like, I've never seen nobody have a doo-doo stain on their jeans. Like, if he was a bitch, I would have thought it was a period stain, but it was, like, right on his ass crack. Like, it was, like, deep. But you do that, and you're, like, in your 30s, and you throw a fucking drink in somebody's face and you're an asshole and you're being rude and you're trying to show Mr. Tough Guy because you got all these tattoos, you a bitch. You're a bitch. Especially Southside because your daddy got on the internet a couple of years ago and alleged that you wasn't no tough street nigga and that you was a fucking computer nerd and that you made up this fucking persona just to fit in, but you really a nerdy ass person. And I'll tell you one thing. I feel like guys that are really lived their life and um, stand on it, they never, you know, act like that. They don't move like that. They don't act like that. They stand 10 toes down either way it go. And they're not like, they don't have to be loud and boisterous and pick on and do that. And hopefully um, going forward, other podcasts and stuff like that will know not to have niggas on their show that act like this. Because one thing about it, I can't stand it. I can't see it, stand it. It's so corny. And it just honestly showed why those girls that they lost and they don't want to be with, why they don't pay him no attention. Like, you ever wonder how somebody just had a baby with somebody and they can never go back to them and they just act like they don't exist? It's nine times out of ten because they are corny as shit. They're corny as shit and they lost their appeal. They're literally clowns, you know, and they lost their appeal. That's usually what it is. What happened with Tia and Tiny? Remember a couple of years ago, 
Um, there was a friend of theirs during the pandemic that claimed that Ti and Tiny um, were doing things in a sexual nature with women that weren't conscious and threesomes and all of this other stuff and said that T.I. pulled a gun on her in front of her son and all of this stemmed from Tiny no longer wanting to be friends with her. All of this occurred during her friendship with Tiny and T.I. And um, since Tiny stopped being friends with her, she decided to allegedly come out with these things, you know, whatever. They then, she sued them. They sued her for defamation of character she countersued them for something, but they threw it out like a couple months ago. But today she lost her case to them. They they won their case against her and now she owes them $100,000. Let's read it. Looks like, this is from the Jasmine brand. Looks like Sabrina Peterson will have to pay the music couple T.I. and Tamika Tiny Harris some coins. According to a, re- a report from Radar Line, the businesswoman had, was ordered to pay a large portion of the couple's legal fees amid their ongoing court battle. As previously covered, T.I. Tiny filed a countersuit against their ex-friend, requesting that she pay a $165,000 bill from their attorney after they successfully beat most of her defamation claims. Peterson quickly filed a motion to have their request denied. However, it looks like the judge has sided with the lovebirds. Reportedly, it was ruled that Peterson will have to fork over a part of their legal fees, $96,702. The minute order, the minute order, that does not, that sounds weird. The order allegedly stated the court finds that based on its experience with fee rates in Los Angeles area and based on the representation set for from Brettler declaration, the fee rates requested by the Harris defendants are reasonable. Allegedly, Peterson has 90 days to finalize the payment in 2021. Peterson brought multiple accusations against the couple, including that T.I. once pointed a gun at her and threatened to kill her. Um... You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. I would say that because of the simple fact that everything is so cute and fun when y'all hanging with people, y'all never, y'all will stand and be a part of some BS when you are benefiting from it, when you are friends with people, when these are your homegirls, y'all homeboys, and y'all know they do stuff foul, but you have no proof because you're going to incriminate yourself because you were present, because you were there. Like I can never, this is such lowbrow stuff. I can never, I can't stand when girls fall out and they're like, she's a deadbeat mom. She does this. She doesn't take care of our kids. So why was you hanging with her? Why were you with them? Why were you in their present? Why was that sis? Why was you and her kids playing together? I take care of my kids. If your friend is a bum, and she don't take care. And this goes for men too. If your friend is a bum, don't take care of their kids, neglect their kids, and you hang out with them, then you are too. I'm assuming that you don't give a shit about your kids too. Because you can't sit there and be a real parent and say that you love your kids, you take care of your kids, and be around people that don't. So if these people over here, Serena, are freaky deaky, pulling guns out on people, um, fucking multiple women, doing drugs, all of that shit you allegedly claim, then what the fuck were you doing reading a Bible in a corner while they while they indulge all of that? No. Like, there's nobody doing it. Like, I can't stand when people are like, hey, yeah, she got a train ran on her, and that's why we're not friends. No, no, y'all not friends no more because y'all just not friends no more. It has nothing to do with the behaviors that you looked at before because me personally, I don't hang out with nobody I can't brag about. When I fall out with people, it be because they got me fucked up. I don't give a shit what they do outside of me. I'll never bring up that. I'll never be like, oh, yeah, this girl, she, you know, is a whore. That's why we're not friends. No, we're not friends because I don't fuck with you. What you did, what you do in your private life ain't got nothing to do with me. If you a deadbeat mama, I'm going to tell you, you a deadbeat mama. Like, where are your kids? One thing that get on my nerves, I remember being friends with certain people and they want to be outside more than me and they got hella hella kids. And it's like, well, why do you want to keep going outside, bitch? You got like four kids. 
How do you want to be outside more than a motherfucker with no kids? How you at down to happy hour three, four times a week and your happy hours always turn into not rolling to the house until eight o'clock in the morning? Hell no. Those always be the ones that never want to go home. I never been the friend that got to be down when people got to get down with the freaky deaky shit. I'm going the fuck home. You do whatever you want to do with old boy in a car. You do that by yourself. I'm going home. I never hung out with those type of girls. Like, I don't like that. Like, so it's like when I don't hang out with them, it ain't never about to be about, oh, yeah, she does this. I'm running to the internet to spray her tea. I don't give a fuck about your tea. I don't give a fuck about what nobody know. I ain't, you know, I'm not judging nobody outside of that. If we're not friends because of how you lead your lifestyle, then I'm going to just leave with that. I, you know why I'm not cool with you, but the world don't got to know. There's not a person I fell out with that I'm like, you know, let me get on socials. Let me go on live. Let me spray their tea. Let me talk about how they do this and it. I don't give a shit. Anybody that's been friends with me will tell you right now, even if we ain't friends no more, I've told them to their face, I don't give a shit what you do. What you eat don't make me shit. What you into ain't got nothing to do with me, baby. I live my life for me. I don't live my life for y'all. I don't care about what y'all do. So when we, when there's mad day, I ain't got shit to talk about. I ain't got shit. I ain't going to, because you being a hoe ain't got nothing to do with me. I don't care if you a hoe. I'm not. And that don't make me better than you because I'm not. That just, no, I ain't with it. That's not my damn it ain't for me. If you want to be a hoe, be a proud one. Stand on 10. Don't speak on me, though, because nine times out of 10, while you doing some shit, and if I was around for it, then I obviously didn't care. It obviously didn't affect me one way or the other because I would have spoke on it. But I feel like, Sabrina, you had mad that you were mad that they were no longer your friends. You were mad that... You were no longer in that circle and then therefore you also lost, lost other friendships and other opportunities because you met people through them and y'all had a falling out and then you had mad day and you, you know, you didn't give a fuck about anything. You made crazy claims, then your ass sued them and lost. So yeah, you do have to pay for their lawyer fees. If you're going to speak on some shit, have proof. But also, if you're going to have proof on people while you were friends, you should have never been friends on them in the first place. Because I don't trust no bitch that want to take fucking videos and shit of me doing some shit and not want to speak on it. Don't sneak record me. Don't screenshot me. Don't do nothing weird. Don't plot on nobody because that's weird as shit too. If they doing some shit that ain't your squeeze, like if a bitch pull out a line of coke, I ain't going to record the bitch. I'm just be like, oh, you into that? Don't do that around me no more. Excuse yourself next time. Don't do that with me. And they'll never see me again, but I'm going to let them feel real stupid for even feeling like it's cute enough to pull that out. I don't play with no games like that. Oh, you know, like the funny Marco thing. Oh, you you bullying somebody? I don't fuck with that. Don't do that. Don't, don't, don't be nasty. And don't be rude. And don't pick on people you don't know. And don't pick on people in general. We grown as adults. Cut it out. Y'all be scared to call people out. Y'all be yes men for so long and then y'all get mad when you realize that your ass is expendable because there is somebody behind you that's willing to lick their ass just a little bit wetter than you. But then when you get mad, that y'all always want to sue. Baby, we didn't need you to come out and tell us nothing freaky deaky about T.I. and Tiny. The writings is on the roll. Whatever they do is what they do and apparently it is consensual. Cut it the fuck out. But that's time to get into my favorite topic. But before you do, I would love to have some more let it glow, let it go, sis letters. So make sure you send your advice letters to just let it glow pod at gmail.com. I will please send it anonymously and I will read it anonymously. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. I can never say that word, but yeah. I won't tell people who you are anonymously. Yeah, there we go. So make sure you follow the new email, justletitglowpod at gmail.com. Thank you. 
Um, let's get into the glow up topic. Um, I saw a TikTok and the girl was just saying that she feels as though um, black women aren't given the space to be introverted or just be shy. And I feel like that often, like I feel like a lot of the times we have to be boisterous or we have to smile and be in spaces and um, I do this. I, I won't say I'm introverted, but I'm very um, reserved. You know, I'm, I'm I'm a slow burner. I have to warm up to people. You know, I'm very and it. I, I'm always curious if it comes off nasty, but I'm really just a slow burner. Like I have to peep the vibe, peep the situation. But I always try to remain respectful and nice because I don't want people to take my shyness as me being rude, you know. But I feel like our counterparts are able to successfully live and thrive in a world where they're shy or introverted without people feeling like they're being nasty or being rude or labeled a bitch. You know, um, it's been many times where I was literally was sitting down and I might be on my phone, I might be reading, I might be working, or I might just be staring off into space and someone be like, Oh, what's wrong with you? Why are you looking like that? Are you upset? What happened? It's like nothing. I'm just sitting here. I'm just sitting here. Oh, why are you not getting up and talking to everybody? I don't want to. Maybe I like this chair and it's comfortable and there's not enough chairs for everybody. So I don't want to give up my chair by the corner. I want to eat my little snack and drink. And maybe I'm a person who feels comfortable talking to people that they know and then that meeting new people causes anxiety you know because I feel like I, I'm going into I've been invited to events with I have like different friends all my friends are not friends so um and every friend is not like a super close friend of mine so like I might have someone that has an event and I'm going by myself because nobody else knows this person but they're cool to me, you know, I like them, they're cool, you know, I go to their event, you know, let's say it's a birthday party, I'm I'm just showing up, you know, to support, I like this person, we don't have any mutual, mutual friends, we met, we cool, we like each other, right? I have to, before I arrive at that event, I have to say in my head, don't look like a bitch, don't look like a bitch, smile, be nice to people, speak to everybody, start conversations, engage in conversations because I don't want people to think I'm not having a good time or that I'm being rude or that I'm nasty when I'm literally just like awkward, like I'm awkward. Like I just want to sit in a corner and even, you know, I feel like on a, I'm, like I said, I'm not introverted. I'm just very awkward. Um, like sometimes in certain spaces, you feel like you have to be the voice of reason. You're the one to speak up. You're the one to talk. And you have to, you know, bring the energy to the room because that is your role as a Black person. You know, I felt as a Black woman, I felt like that during college where, you know, I was a part of an organization where I was the only Black person. And I felt like I always had to be like, Hey, hey, yeah, girl. Yep. Hey, yep. Hi, everybody. Yep. No problem. Okay. Yeah, sure. Oh, that's an awesome idea. Oh, da, da, da. oh yeah. I have an idea, even though I don't have no damn idea, but I can't just sit in a corner like shy Sally. I have to be personalized, you know, personable Paula and talk to everybody and jump in pictures and say, yeah, you know, da, 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 da. hi, everyone. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Oh, I love that song. Uh, that, uh. It just be too much. Like, sometimes I just want to sit in the damn corner and observe like everybody the hell else do. Why do I always got to just keep, you know, having to be the person with the vibe or the person that speak up or any of that? Why can't sometimes black women just want to go into a room and just exist? We don't want to be the stop. Like, even when you're like, you're just showing up in your regular little work outfits, it's like, oh, I love the hair. And it's like, thanks. What is that? It's curls, bitch. It's the same curls you got. 
Or, oh, are those, how long did those words take? Like, stop doing it. Let me walk in a room. Let me sit in the back with the rest of the shy people and let me just exist. I don't have to always be the center of attention. I don't always want to be the person um, with the ideas. I don't always want to speak up. I don't, I don't always have to be magnificent. Like, I don't always have to be grand and magnificent. Like, sometimes we just want to do, just show up like everybody else. Sometimes we just want to stop by your party, sit with the auntie table because we don't know no damn body, have a nice plate of food, listen to some music, give you your gift, and roll the fuck out. I don't want to have to get up and wobble. Or I'm not going to look like I'm fun. Or I'm not going to look like I'm friendly. I don't want to wobble with the family. I don't want to do the line dances. I don't want to jump up and volunteer to play the games. I don't want to do none of that shit. I don't want to have to clean up. I'm a guest. Like, it's just so much pressure because you just want to fight off that persona of being a bitch when you're literally just sitting there and just minding your business. And you can't help RBF because you're just literally thinking about nothing. And then you would look crazy if you just walked around smiling and smiling and laughing and joking and playing and everybody think that you're a damn clown. I'm not a clown. I'm not here to amuse people. I'm not a form of entertainment and I don't always feel like I have to show up and show out. Sometimes I could just be present. Sometimes I'm just here. And sometimes my business just ain't your business, you know? Or I don't have it. Like today is one of those days where socially I just don't have it in me. Like, thank God I worked from home today and I had a few meetings than usual because I just didn't have the social um, bandwidth today. I don't have it in me today to be super sociable and funny and joking and making everybody else day better. I don't want to. Sometimes I just want to exist and be here and be present and be okay with it. Like, I don't want to always have to, you know, walk in the room and say, hey, y'all, how's everything going? And then if I'm quiet, I'm just like, good morning, everyone. And I sit down. It's like, oh, what's ha- what's going on? <laughs> Are you having a bad day? No, shit. Damn. Maybe I just not in the mood to talk. Like, maybe I just want to listen today. Maybe I just want to float to the background. Like, I'm not shy. Like, I'm not that I'm not shy. I'm not scared to talk. I don't want to talk. Like, nobody's going to beat me up if I talk. I just don't want to. You know, maybe I don't want to, you know, walk around and mingle. You know, all of that stuff, it takes energy. If I go to a networking event, I'm like, all right, we're going to walk around. We're going to try to get to know at least three people. We're going to introduce ourselves. We're going to converse. We're going to talk. Blah, 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 blah. You know, we're going to try to remember people we met before because or, you know, I always had the thought of like, oh, you know, if I speak, do they even remember that they met me the last time at this place or um, we was at the last birthday party together or do I have to reintroduce myself? All of that shit just anxious. And sometimes I just want to sit my ass in the damn corner and hopefully more people will allow me to do so. Um but I agree with her, you know, sometimes it's just hard for us to be whoever we are in the moment without even being labeled. Cause I don't even want to be labeled. Cause I don't think I'm shy and I don't think I'm introverted. I just think that sometimes I'm just not in a fucking mood and that's fine too. Like sometimes I'm just not that sociable and that's fine. And I feel like, you know, everybody's social battery runs out at a point in time. Like we don't always have to go in a room and be goddamn Wendy Williams. You know, even that bitch got tired at some point, you know. But, you guys, I hope that you all are listening. Um, Enjoy listening to this week's episode. I hope that you are embarking on a new glow up. I can't wait for our book club next month. Remember that November's Just Let It Glow book of the month is Before I Let Go by Kennedy Ryan. Um, and we will be meeting on the first Sunday of 
December to discuss the book and to pick the next month's um, the next book to read. So I can't wait. Um, I look forward to speaking with you all. Remember this Sunday, I will be going live to talk about how, so we, we can check in on our glow up challenge again. Thanks for tuning in and bearing with me while I have some little difficulties today, but you know, I'm here, I'm present and I'm so glad you all listen to every week. 